You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Pam Smith. Pam is Chief Marketing Officer at Globality a platform for managing indirect expenditures. Pam, thank you so much for making time. It's great to have you on the show. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Jeremy. You're quite welcome. So let's get right into our topic, which is namely the marketing value of talking one-on-one with prospects. So first, why why is it a good thing to talk one-on-one with prospects? I mean, in, in some ways that seems kind of obvious, but I want to, you know, let's get your take on that. What is sort of the core value of having a one-on-one conversation with a prospect? Sure. And thanks for the question. The, if you think about the voice of the customer, we usually follow that, you know, kind of from the time that they sign until as long as they are a customer. On the other hand, we don't really spend a lot of time one-on-one really understanding how do our prospects think, how do, what, how do they talk, what words do they use, how do they verbalize their needs? And I think for many technology products, maybe most technology products, there's not clearly an understanding in the market of what that particular might be because the customer may know that they have problems, but they don't necessarily know there's a solution for it. So if you go to a customer and you say to them or a prospect, gee, what do you want that you don't have? They'll always say, I don't know or nothing. On the other hand, if you can spend some time really understanding what their day in life looks like, what's frustrating to them, how have they tried to solve it, then you can really start narrowing down on what's keeping them up at night, what might they spend money on, and ultimately, by listening to how they verbalize that particular need, you can decrease the time to understanding, and you can increase the amount of interest that a prospect might have for you. And I think, you know, although it seems old school to say, oh, I'm going to actually go talk to somebody one-on-one, Versus I'll do, you know, some LinkedIn polling or I'll do some survey monkey. You really can't hear how people talk unless you talk to them. Just yeah, like we're doing today. <laughs> yeah, right. hundred percent. There's, I totally agree. I mean, I think there's no, there's nothing like having an actual one-on-one discussion in, in person, if possible, or at least, you know, like what like we're doing through a screen, at least you can see the person. Right. But okay. So, and I think. A lot of marketers would would have no problem agreeing, like, sure, having one-on-one intimate discussions with prospects about their hopes and dreams, what keeps them up at night. That's great stuff. But how do you do it? You know, how do you, how do you get these busy people to agree to talk to you? And then what do you, what do you exactly do you talk about? So, you know, I think probably the hardest part of the whole process is getting somebody to talk to you. And there's a whole range of ways you can do that. You can offer to compensate them for their time. You can offer to make a donation to charity. You can look for connections on LinkedIn that might potentially get you into speaking with somebody, or you can leverage your own sales team, your BD efforts, list you might have, et cetera. You know, I think getting somebody to agree, because typically these discussions will last between 45 minutes and an hour. So it's a lot of time is tricky. So you need a pretty big list of people if a lot of them will say no, or you need somebody who has connections with them to front the introduction. But once you get there, it's actually amazing because the 
typically when I talk to these potential customers and prospects, I'll start with, tell me what keeps you up at night. Tell me, tell me what's frustrating. And it's, you're kind of being part researcher and part therapist. People love to talk about their problems and not a lot of people listen to them most of the time. So once you start out that way, they just start spewing forward their frustrations, their hopes, what they tried, where they're fitting in the organization. And then they stop looking at the clock. So that's how you really mm. get them to stay. They're getting them to sign up is is more of a trick. Right. So, I mean, the, the so the folks that you, you reach out to that do say yes, why do you think they're saying yes? Like, what's in it for them? Yeah. You know, often I'll offer them a summary of results. And people like to benchmark. Mm. They like to be able to say, gee, is, am I unique or am I like my peers? So there's a learning effort, you know, aspect of it. On the other hand, I think that there's a lot of people out there who, especially when you're talking about technology, which is where I work, they want it to be better. They want it to be less techy. They want it to be more accessible. Mm -hmm. They want it to be more useful. And so there is a bit of the pay it forward mentality. And I think the third thing is for a lot of people, you know, they're in their job. They're talking to internal people all the time. And not a lot of people reach out and say, gee, we'd like to hear your opinion. I mean, it's like when you reached out to me today, it's like, oh, I'd love to share my learnings with other people. Not that many people ask me all the time what I know. So it's nice to be recognized. It's nice to be valued. Okay. So just sort of the basic behavior. Yeah. Okay. So just kind of the the basic human impulse to want to share your knowledge or maybe like you said, kind of talk about yourself a little bit, explore your, explore your thoughts and feelings as they relate to what you do, that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay. And, and so, and you have a, you can have really good conver- in-depth conversations with prospects, learn a lot about what they really care about. And then what, what do you do with that? Well, what do you do with that information? How do you use it to develop the relationship? And, you know, I'm assuming ideally convert that prospect into a paying customer. Right. So, you know, the discussions typically start with this frustration or day in the life kind of analysis and then go into how have you tried to solve it? You know, what vendors have you looked at? Why have you moved or not moved forward in your discussions with them? And then kind of deep in the interview, you'll start saying, gee, if there was a solution like this, which would be the solution that I was offering, how interesting would that be? What parts of that are most interesting? What would be your hesitations? And then typically I finish the interviews with trying to understand sources and uses of information because that helps me figure out my marketing spend you know, where's going to be most valuable, where do the people focus their time and efforts in terms of events, analysts, relationships, press, those types of things. So you get all that information. And it's interesting because typically after a pretty small number of interviews, I'll say five or 10, you start to hear some pattern. Gee, the same frustrations are coming up. People are using the same words. You know, I recently Mm. did this, for example, trying to um, uplift the positioning of my current company, Globality. And types of words I heard over and over again were things like, we want to be more agile. We want to be more flexible. Mm -hmm. We need something that's more intuitive for our users. We need to get some more time back because we don't have enough time to do high value work. We want to be able to have a better relationship with our stakeholders. Those become, you know, kind of the themes that then turn into positioning. So when I listen to all of those kind of themes and you hear the pattern recognition, of, gee, that's over and over and over again. Then we went from AI-powered platform to 
agile, intelligent, and autonomous. Very different, mm. really based on mm. what the prospects had said. So that obviously becomes something that you can take and use in all of your broadcast media, like your website, your blogs, mm -hmm. your PR, your social, that type of thing. But it also becomes something that then you can go back to both the people who talked to you and the people who didn't and say, gee, based on what you told me, you know, here's how we're now going to position ourselves and here's some proof points of what we could do. And these are the things that you said you wanted. Let me show you mm -hmm. how we offer them. And that's then you can continue to engage in discussions. You know, it was interesting just before I got on this call, I got an email from one of the people I had talked to and was saying, gee, based on that conversation, we're going to be doing this. What do you think about that? You know, what kind of thing. So mm -hmm. you start a dialogue with them. And it's also really interesting because I think that's one of the ways that marketing people can actually have a relationship with prospects. You know, marketing spent a lot of time with these broadcast media and, you know, campaigns, yeah. ads, et cetera. But we don't spend a lot of time actually knowing people one by mm -hmm. one, especially, you know, in a B2B enterprise context, which is where I play. So it gives you an, it gives me an ability. It gives any marketer who's doing this the ability then to have their own contacts and their own people that they can talk to. And mm -hmm. it gives you the legitimacy as you're sitting in an executive staff meeting or a planning meeting to be able to say, well, based on the fact that I've now talked to fill on the blank number of people and I heard this over and over and over again, I think we need to think about this. And that could be anything mm -hmm. from, you know, potential changes in the product, certainly changes in positioning and messaging, changes in marketing strategy, but even changes in the whole go-to-market strategy. So I think it gives you a legitimacy that often you don't have if you're not doing this kind of work. Yeah. Okay. Interesting point. Is there a role for sales to play in this? And I ask because, you know, if you're in sales, you're probably constantly talking to prospects, right? That's pretty much your job. Yeah. And I mean, is there, is there tension there? Like in sales say like, Hey, you're stepping into our territory, you know, back, back off. Cause yeah. we, we don't know what you're saying. And that could be different when, from what we're saying, or is it more like, Oh, this is good way to collaborate with sales. You know, we can, we should both be talking to prospects. Well, ideally you're in a position where it's the second. I mean, certainly, you know, there's many, many organizations where that isn't true, but at least my theory is don't take a job if that's going to be the case, you know, at least going into it. And I think even if you don't have a fabulous relationship with sales, often this is a way to be able to broker a better relationship because you're, you're caring, you're listening, you're hearing, you're sharing. And at least the way I do it is as I try to bring them all along the way, you know, sometimes they'll help me actually get the discussions. But then after I've got the first five interviews in my, under my belt or the next, you know, five discussions, keep bringing them that and testing it with them. You know, here's what I'm hearing, you know, and sometimes they'll say, oh, well, people say that, but they never actually do it. Okay, let's listen to that. And then that's more areas for me to probe on. On the other hand, sometimes they'll say, wow, that's exactly what we've been wanting to say, but nobody will listen to us. And I think, you know, especially in technology companies, the biggest thing it does, it gets you out of the tech speak and into English or French or mm. German or Italian or whatever your language is. But, you know, you're actually talking the way people converse, not the way that tech features and feeds and speeds, talk, you know, appear. Mm. Yeah, good point. So what's your advice for marketing teams that, you know, want to get started with this, but but haven't done it already? Like, how do you how do you get started with 
connecting with prospects and getting them to talk to you. Yeah. I think the first thing is to really say, what is it that we're trying to learn? Am I trying to fix my positioning? Am I looking at some product or product marketing aspects of it? Am I trying to figure out a better go-to-market strategy, et cetera? Because you can do some of all of those or you can focus just on one thing. So first of all, be really clear about what you're going to, what's the objective and what will you do with the knowledge that you gain from doing this? I think that the second thing is don't get overwhelmed. Like it sounds really hard. Oh my God, I'm going to go have an hour long discussion with people and I have to talk to a whole bunch of them. Most of the time, if you talk to, let's say, 20 of these people, you'll find your answer. So it's not a huge number you need to talk to. It's depth versus breadth there. And then I think the most important thing is really coming up with a plan for how you can get a representative sample. And it's it's never going to be statistically significant. This is not an exercise in proving something. It's an exercise mm-hmm. in exposing what's out in the marketplace and what are the real opportunities. So, you know, if you want to be really precise after you finish this, you could do more quantitative research, but, you know, just start talking. And and I always create a discussion guide, but I go where the discussion takes me. I know what I absolutely want to cover, but, you know, if somebody's really passionate about one subject, like the person that emailed me today, really wanted to talk about, you know, equality, fairness, equity within procurement, which is the area I'm talking about. And that's fine. Okay, great. Let's talk about that. How do you solve for that? Why are you frustrated with that versus somebody else who might be talking about cost savings or somebody else who might just be talking about, you know, uh, bringing new ideas into the forefront, whatever, you know? So it's sort of have a discussion. Don't, don't interview them. You actually are talking with them. And if you don't get every piece of information, that's okay, but just start talking. All right. Good. Good sound advice. And, you know, as someone who spends a lot of time doing what we're doing right now, you know, having a discussion recording podcast, I can say you're exactly right. You know, just just do it. It's just having a discussion with somebody, something you do all the time, probably every day, you're not necessarily recording it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. Good, good stuff. So, so Pam, how can people best get in touch with you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Pamela I. Smith, I think is what I'm under, or I'm pam.smith at globality.com. Love to hear. I'm always happy to share and, you know, take feedback. So please feel free to reach out. Okay, very good. We'll, we'll put a link to your LinkedIn bio in the show notes and a link to Globality if people want to check it out. And meanwhile, Pam, thank you so much for your time. Really great discussion. It's been fabulous to speak with you. And thanks so much for including me. And this is really just the same thing as, as we're talking about is uncovering, you know, ideas and having discussions. So this is a great example of what I'm talking about. And thank you for exposing that. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.